Back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Hey, the Talk of Fame Network is about to go places. In fact, we're going to Las Vegas and the Luxor Hotel for a December 6th show and interviews. You know what? You get started early by coming to the ultimate tailgate party on December 4th, 5th, and 6th, presented by Luxor, where you can score big with food and drink specials all weekend long. Hall of Famer Jerry Rice is going to be there. He's going to be doing a chalk talk for the 49ers-Bears game at the Luxor Public House Sunday from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. So if you're in the area, come by and see us or drop by and see Jerry. Luxor is the best place to catch all the football action. That's Luxor.com, best rate guaranteed. It's a big week for the Green Bay Packers, too, and not just because they play the Bears, but because they honor one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. Brett Favre, who was honored at Lambeau this summer, has his number retired there Thanksgiving night, and it brought back memories for us, like the memory of interviewing Brett earlier this year on the Talk of Fame Network. We heard part of that conversation then, but this is our chance to empty the vaults, and we will. Here, then, is our conversation with Brett Favre. Hey, Brett, in, in your early days at Green Bay, Mike Homer ran a staff that included future head coaches Andy Reid, Steve Mariucci, John Gruden, and Marty Morningway. Which one was the most instrumental in your development as an NFL quarterback? Well, without a doubt, it's Steve Mariucci. Now, that that being said, all those guys uh, played a part. Um, I, I was extremely blessed to have great coaches. And most importantly, Steve Mariucci, because at that time, he was in my corner. Uh, and he kind of he was the, the liaison, if you will, between Mike and myself. Now, you know, and I know you guys know this. Uh, it's been well documented, but some people may not know. Mike Holmgren took over in Green Bay after coaching Joe Montana and Steve Young. So you can imagine going from those two to to me was, oh, you know, like kind of like having a child and then 15 years later having another child and having to relearn all that stuff again. And, and that's what Mike Holmgren went through. Through. So having Steve Mariucci, who was was young, was energetic, was was not biased to any other players on the team, uh, really was in my corner. He spoke up for me. He was, I mean, he was awesome. He And still to this day, he's like family to me. And, and Steve and I remain very close and talk all the time. Um, and it was, and to be honest with you, when he left, it was devastating um, to me. And um, fortunately I got over it and I, and I do remember when Steve left, Mike called me in the off season and he said, look, I just want you to know, I'm going to make Andy Reed, our quarterback coach. And my, my, honestly, my, my first thought was, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, and, and I say, and I say that I liked Andy. I really liked Andy a lot, but Andy was a grinder. He wore those tight ends out in meetings. I mean, they just, I mean, he was, he was just, it was like he didn't have any fun. Now, when he took over as my coach, we had a blast. We grinded, but it was, it was not what I had envisioned. Um, we had a lot of fun. He was extremely bright. Um, he, you know, he didn't play quarterback. He played line at, at BYU, but he knew the quarterback position in and out. I was very impressed. And, and again, when he left, it was it was difficult. Um, 
But I was around so many good coaches and, and a lot of young ones at that. John Gruden was outstanding. You know, no one knew who he was. He was outstanding. Marty Morningwig. You know, Mike just – I mean, he, he either knew these guys. Of course, Marty, he coached in high school. But Marty was, was, was another one. I mean, I just was so lucky to have these coaches at that time in my career that really fall along the same wavelength that, that I did. Brett, it, it, it amazes me that Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl <laughs> – and you won only one. How important was that victory? How did that one Super Bowl victory shape both your career and your legacy? Well, you know, I would, I'll say this. I was naive, and I thought, well, heck, we'll go back, and we'll win several more. And I, I'm sure so many quarterbacks have fought the same way. And, what, and, and basically what that tells me and, and should tell everyone, it is hard to get back. First of all, it is hard to win. And I, Jim Kelly is a good a uh, close personal friend of mine, and I have said to Jim, we've hunted uh, uh, numerous times in different places, and we always get back to talking football with a bunch of guys. And and I always say say the same thing to Jim. Yeah, you didn't win a Super Bowl, but let me tell you, to go four times consecutively, uh, to go one time, whether you win it or not, is is quite an accomplishment, something you should be proud of. To go four times is, you know, is amazing. And and so I don't knock his career because he didn't win one, um, much like Marino, and I don't think people do that. But I don't, you know, I mean, there's so much that goes into getting to a Super Bowl besides the quarterback. And there's so much that goes into being a part of a winning team in the Super Bowl besides the quarterback. So I think, you know, uh, what, what that – basically says is the quarterback gets way more glory than he should, and he probably gets way more of the blame. I don't think quarterbacks should be labeled with wins and losses. I think head coaches, yeah, because they have to coach the defense, the offense, the special teams. They have to coordinate all these things where a quarterback does it. A quarterback can have a just an average game and win a Super Bowl. A quarterback can have an average playoff, uh, run and, and get to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, you can play lights out in the Super Bowl and lose. So I, I think it's unfair to give the wins and the losses to the quarterback. Um, but but I do know by winning one, it does give you a sigh of relief that that pressure is off of you. Now what that what that means, I don't know. Uh, because you know, it's difficult to get back and win it. You know, you were always thought of as a gunslinger and you know, back in the day when I was a young guy starting out as a writer, I was around Ken Stable all the time, who to me was the ultimate gunslinger, you know, unafraid of anything. Uh, and thinking back on your uh, career, obviously sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. If I told you you could have one pass back uh, from your career, one pass that you wish you hadn't thrown, does one immediately come to mind? Uh, well, it has to be uh, the pass in Minnesota. Uh, well, it was actually in New Orleans uh, that uh, that ended our playoff run and. Uh, I, I thought we were well on our way to the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't a, a bad decision in, in some respects. But, I, I mean, I, I just didn't trust the, that I could run for the first down. When I looked at the film, I was devastated. Was Sidney Rice open? Yeah, he was. But I didn't have enough juice to get it there. I couldn't even move. And had had I had that, I, I you know I could have gotten the ball there. Um, but you know in hindsight, I you know I should have ran the ball or tried to run the ball. Uh, 
you know, we were, we were, we were in field goal range and then we were bounced out, uh, by a few yards. And, and I think I could have got that running. Um, and, and, uh, you know, that probably, there were other times in my career, I just thought I could gun them in there. This was probably more, I didn't think I could get to the first down because I'd, I'd hurt my ankle at, and actually my hamstring the previous two drives and was, was probably in the worst pain that I'd ever been in playing. And, and I doubted what I could do. And, and it, it turns out to be a, an awful decision. Brett, last question for me, and we're with Brett Favre on the Talk of Fame Network. I want to ask you to play Ron Wolf for one minute here. You're the GM of my team. You're not on the board, but four quarterbacks are. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway. Which one do you take? Without knowing what they were capable of doing, without knowing what they were going to do, um, I would say by, by far John Elway. I mean, you know, if you if you were able to see into the future, I would say Joe Montana. But just based on them coming out of college, I would have taken John Elway. I thought he he offered you so many options uh, and was really ahead of the game with arm strength and, and mobility. Um, I, I just don't see how you couldn't have taken him. But of course, it, you know, seeing into the future, it would be hard to not take Tom Brady. Or Joe Montana, based on their Super Bowls, but I, to me, Joe Montana was the most polished and perfect quarterback I have ever seen. He just seemed to never do anything wrong. Brett, one last one for me: You're being inducted into the Packer Hall of Fame this summer. How important was it for you to have the fences mended with a franchise that you helped restore to greatness? Well, I mean, it, it, it means a tremendous amount. Uh, you know, I, I I felt like once my career was over that. Just like with anything else, time heals a lot of things. And, and I knew that going to Minnesota and, and having to play against Green Bay, how, you know, how could you sit there in Lambeau Field and root for me? You know, I mean, maybe, maybe under your breath you could. So I, I knew that that would be a difficult couple of years, but I felt like when time kind of moved on a year or so after I retired that things would, would kind of get back into a, a, a better pattern. And that has been the case. And getting this, I say getting it behind us, I mean, I think we're, we're well beyond that now, and everything, uh, to me, is fine. I mean, the fan support has been tremendous. Um, in fact, I mean, it's, it's been better than tremendous um, with, with an outpouring of, of this Hall of Fame induction. So I could not be more pleased with where things are now. Um, but I'm not surprised. The Packer fans are—they're different. They're—they're—they're they're, they're like no other, and I think you guys know that. And and it's a special place. Hey, Brad, what would the gold jacket mean to you? Well, you know, I tell people this all the time, and and this is no disrespect and no nothing negative. I always dreamed as a young child of playing in the National Football League. I mean, I—I I mean, I, I knew if you asked me at seven years old what I was going to do, I was going to tell you play pro football. And if you had asked me at seventeen, the same thing. I never wavered from my dream but I never dreamed of Hall of Fame I never dreamed of Pro Bowls I never dreamed of MVPs I really didn't so all those things to me are, are tremendous honors and, and uh, achievements that that it was way more than I ever could have dreamed of and to, you know so I, I'm not hanging on 
a phone call to be in the Hall of Fame, I think it's a tremendous honor to be to be even be considered, first of all. But to be able to play in the National Football League in itself, to me, is an honor that that not too many people get to to experience. And so my career is capped. It doesn't have to be capped off by the Hall of Fame. That's not to say I don't want to be in the Hall of Fame. I think every player would love to, me included. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is I'm just honored that I got a chance to do it and do it for so long and achieve so many things that I never dreamed of. Um, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. And, and to, to be capped off not only the Packer Hall of Fame, but the NFL Hall of Fame is just, you know, I don't even, words can't describe it. Hey, Brett, we're going to take a break. Can you stick around for a second? Yeah. We're going to return with Brett Favre after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.